Happy Valentine's Day, Danielle. Happy Valentine's Day. What did we what did we do to especially commemorate the day together as a couple? The the best thing any couple can do, catch yeah. up on Attack on Titan. <laughs> you dang right. Took way too long. Especially considering the show starts with just doesn't warn you that it's just jumping into the future. So <laughs> we certainly had to watch a recap. Like, we, did we miss something? Yeah. And then got our minds blown, realizing how much was actually packed into each season. My gosh. An anime I would consider owning. So good. I yeah. forgot how freaking, except for the first part of season three, and it's, that show just hits. It does. And honestly, it's worth the hype. And it makes more sense because when we were in Japan, you'd be going. And even though the show was already out and kind of whatever, we'd still see like the VR experience of Attack on Titan. Should have done that. We yeah. really should have. That was actually really cool. That one place we went to. At Osaka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang it. Regrets. And now I'll never go back. <laughs> I hope to go back. But in a lovey-dovey, but also very sad type of way, so aptly recorded on this Valentine's Day here, why don't we talk a little bit about that Your Lion April? Yeah. Late. To the party, as usual with this show. <laughs> <laughs> the name of this podcast is now called Late to the Party Anime. Do you know what, though? I was listening to a fellow anime podcast recently. Oh, the competition? <sighs> oh, yeah. I, I enjoy many of our competition I know, shows. Well, I listen to them, too. Um, and I was listening to actually two of their newer episodes. They don't have that many out. Mm -hmm. And... I was so pissed because they started out of nowhere. No warning, nothing. Started talking about Attack on Titan. I was like, okay, we're going to put a pin in that. <laughs> and we're going to go to the next one because it was a totally different header of the episode. Mm -hmm. Started playing that one. And then out of nowhere, heard a spoiler. And I was like, you mother. No. I was so mad. So when we were watching today and something happened and I told you, I knew that was going to happen because it was spoiled and there was no hey spoiler alert so i actually don't mind watching <laughs> and reviewing old shows because hopefully people have watched it and if they haven't and it's from whenever it is in the past they've had plenty of time to watch it so, so true. it's fair game fair game now if we were going to talk about promise neverland dr stone dr stone that's when we need to have hey spoiler alert not say it and then <laughs> In typical yeah. fashion, spoiler alert after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in our normal fashion here, we will, in fact, give a synopsis if anyone out there hasn't watched it, because there are people like us out there who haven't watched the popular ones. That will be your chance. Listen to the synopsis. If you are like, wow, that sounds great, then get the hell out of here <laughs> and come back afterwards, of course. And uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this one. The only thing I went into it with was, oh, it's quite the sad show, which is fine to go in with that. But it's also right when you meet a main character and you're like, oh, she's so sweet. And you're like, oh, she's so sweet because, <laughs> you know, something's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I know you don't like being put on the spot with it, <laughs> as you've seen how it sometimes comes out. Do you want to handle the quick the quick pitch here? Sure. Let's so. You have middle schoolers Kose and Kaori, and they're both musicians. He plays the piano. She plays the violin. Mm -hmm. And on a rare chance, uh, Kose's friend says, hey, be the fourth wheel, basically, because Watari and Ka Kaori are going to go on a date or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he ends up falling in love with her instead, keeps it suppressed the whole show. And you just kind of watch their friendship kind of bloom as they pair up and do duets, him on piano and her in violin. Absolutely. And not to skip over the mass emotional damage that our main character Kose <laughs> has and just kind of seeing him come to terms with that through piano. Now, you've got a show here that one, you get to enjoy some beautiful music, mostly in the classical sense. You've got Chopin, who's going to clearly be my favorite with a little tangent here. I gotta say, he had a song in here, uh, Etude, Etude, 
Etude. I don't freaking know. Anyways, <laughs> I, right when it started playing in the show, I was like, what the, wait, hold on a second. I know that song. I had to search my freaking dumb brain. I'm like, where have I heard that song? Little did I know it was DDR Max 2 Dance Dance Revolution from the PS2 days. And that song had a remake on there. And it was kind of the final boss song of the entire game. That puppy was hard. Did you get to the master level on that or what? No, I listen. (laughs) My feet (laughs) don't go where my brain wants them to. (laughs) Solid song. And I'm actually probably going to see if I can find that on Spotify. Yeah. Anywho. It was a pretty good uh, little mix when you played it for me. Yeah, it sure, it surely is. But enough about Dance Dance Revolution, as much as I miss it. That was a sick game. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was. And then Guitar Hero took over and everyone just wanted to do that instead. Of that yeah, but do they have Guitar Hero at GameStop? No, everyone wants to play the DDR. At GameStop? Oh, sorry, GameWorks. There we go. Yeah. At the and, arcade. And you know what's certainly not going to help you? Yes, they do have a Guitar Hero game there, too. They do? Yeah. And just think of that, all those grimy myths touching uh, that guitar, especially uh, post, you know, pandemic. Thinking I'm about- never, <laughs> never going to look at like even bowling. I can't believe that. I mean, I never did, but I can't believe we used to do kid parties at bowling alleys and then they'd have pizza and people would go from touching the bowling ball to eating pizza and fries and nasty. I never did that, but gross. Well, that's why it's it's nice being the odd one out. When your parents <laughs> say, hey, do you want your own bowling ball? And you say, yes, I do. Because now only my fingies will be touching that. I mean, I had true. the cheat code. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, as embarrassing it is, as it is to own, shoes, bowling shoes, solid investment. <laughs> I mean, we're talking 40 to $50 for a pair, right? Well, going to the bowl. Why am I blanking? The bowling alley. There we are. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are you blanking on? <laughs> the bowl- <laughs> where you go the to alley bowl. where you bowl. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> but going there to rent shoes. I mean, we're talking $5 a pop each time. If oh, you're yeah. going to go 10 times in your life, get the dang shoes. Yeah. It's listen. hopefully you're not growing. So then you're only buying one pair. No, no, you. Yeah, you get it once you're an adult. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you have them for life. Then you have them for life. And then that's when you realize that you don't bowl anymore. You win some, you lose some. But anyways, your classical music <laughs> tales are told in this show. And it's got a beautiful way of kind of even showing it because as a performance is going on, you get to hear what's going on in that the mind of that musician at the time and you get all these different kind of battles within their own head expressed through music it's very fun i thought it was very interesting and very pleasant to watch and also a nice solid mix of both serious and some of the funniest little moments Mm -hmm. this is a show where they have a beautiful mix of like normal paneling you know with the characters they're normal whatever And then it cuts to the complete opposite of how characters would be drawn in funny, joking moments Mm -hmm. where they're not very detailed. They're kind of like quickly sketched. It's just cute. And it's the perfect balance for such a serious show. They have a great way to tone things down and make it lighthearted at the same time. Absolutely. And it's certainly necessary. I think there is a nice flow to the show. It's certainly a roller coaster for your emotions, especially if you're a mama's boy like me. There's one particular episode that will devastate you. But all in all, you're not going to have a very sad moment without at least getting some type of a humor next to it. So it, it's mm-hmm. it's truly, a, yeah, very, very well written and very happy to have watched it. 22 episodes at 20 minutes a pop. It's not going to set you back. And it's on, again, like a broken record here. It's on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of... I feel like when we started this podcast, Netflix did not have... And we did a Netflix or Nixit show. There was not. Yeah, we may have to do a re-recording of episode two. But then I realized I did go back and listen to it at one point. I was like, no, we can't. Because I was thinking we should re-record that. Yeah. I think we just do a part two. I think we... Yeah. Because time, times have a change. Times have a changed. Maybe it's because we actually uh, looked. <laughs> I mean, that could, we're actually like learning what shows actually exist in this, exactly. this thing called anime that we partake in now more deeply. Right. 
But yeah, do you, do we do our classic? Do you want to talk about a couple moments? Um, or what do you? No, let's go into the voice actors really quick because I know you you love actually sure. looking in on some of that action. I'll start with our main guy, Kosei. Mm-hmm. He's actually actually Tanjiro and Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say obviously, and Kanaki from Tokyo Ghoul, which I haven't watched the show yet. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. I'm in the process of reading the manga. Subaki, his best friend, the little cutie girl, mm-hmm. she's actually, and I can never say her name right, but from My Hero Academia, she's Uraka or whatever, the floaty gravity girl. Oh, okay, yeah. Can never do it right. And then she is Onidera from Nisekoi. Oh, okay. Yeah, you never finished that show, I don't think. Is that the Red Bow uh, show? Yeah, mm-hmm, with the blonde girl. Yeah. With the, yep. With the Red Bow, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a season two, so I have actually wanted to, because they just, I just stopped because they kept spinning around in circles when I was watching it. I was like, oh, I'll catch Anime doesn't spin in circles. What are you talking about? <laughs> By the way, I really love Inuyasha. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about spinning in circles. Um, the other pianist, the blonde with the spiky hair, Takeshi, he's Todoroki from My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nishikata from... Master Teaser, Takaki-san. Nice. And Eden. Really? From Attack on Titan. No kidding. I only looked up the main cast, and then just as a whim, Mm -hmm. I looked up the little cutie, the daughter of... Koharu. Yeah, Koharu. She is Hestia from... (laughs) Is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? I was just like, oh, she's so cute. And then I... She actually had a pretty long list, but... Nice. So yeah. that's all I found. Uh, Koharu, the little daughter of uh, Hiroko, who is another pupil of our main character's mom mm-hmm. at one point, right? Was yeah. she a pupil? Mm-hmm. And her daughter is so funny in the show because she's the <laughs> one who is never rendered in like a proper <laughs> looking character. She's always just got these black dots for eyes. Very cute. Okay, but she is the MVP of the show. Oh, yeah. She's she- so cute. <laughs> Uh, there's a point where Jose is kind of down in the dumps or whatever. I think it was after a performance he had done and Koharu just comes around the corner and just wraps her arms around his legs or something. It was just so cute. She is, she's the point of a lot of sweet moments and then just really funny moments too. Absolutely. And I think another thing that is MVP in the show is the character design jumping just four years in the future the characters look like they are little babies and then suddenly they look like teenagers and you're like okay that was in four years yeah they look like toddlers but it all worked it all meshed and what a fire intro on this show yeah that's where we differ i was kind of mad about the intro i'm gonna get a lot of hate from that because i know a lot of people like the intro song no they're just going to realize that they can't trust you with anything anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't trust myself no, I, with anything. I think it, in the state of anime intros, it's definitely not one of, I don't know, it's not up there in the top, top, but I, it's certainly catchy and I like it. Mm-hmm. And everyone can like what they want, Danielle. That's okay? so true. It's an anime from 2015, for heaven's sake. And we even just watched today, right before recording this, we didn't even realize there was an OVA. Yep, 20 minute. Which was a nice jump. To get back into the mindset of the show, it didn't really add anything except for just kind of inter interlinking the fates of all of our different characters and seeing things in the in the background and actually seeing why Kaori's parents named their bakery oh. what they did, and that was a very yes. very sweet moment. So, found out in the OVA if you haven't seen it. Basically, you're not going to really gain too much from watching it, but if you did in fact catch it, yeah, the they. Her parents being bakers, yada, yada. I'm going to talk in circles here, apparently. They named their bakery uh, something in French for basically our daughter or my daughter. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Mm-hmm. They're some lovely characters. Everyone in the show is. At one point, especially in the beginning, I absolutely detested uh, Kosei's mom. Yeah. And I think that that was a fanat, that one episode where they actually give you that background and kind of it was his goodbye to her. 
that was the most choked up I got in the show. I remember when we were first introduced, I think it was episode one, you see Kose or something in the graveyard where you obviously realize that his mom is dead. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and then you start getting the flashbacks of his PTSD and how abusive his mom was. Oh, and yeah, I was like putting bruises. on oh. his arm. <laughs> yeah. It brought me right back to that one show we watched. Erased. Yeah. I actually there was a point where I when they were starting to show all the bad stuff about the mom before showing all the sweet parts. And I told myself, I don't I didn't think I could hate another <laughs> character as much as I hated the mom and raced. Hey, don't forget <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I mean, there's a difference with just being a biatch as in ta- Rachel and Tower of God and then being an just abusive swine. POS to your child that's like two totally different evils absolutely and i mean the episode doesn't there's still it's like you can only forgive her so much i still think like yo dog you were still kind of being a absolute asshat there but (laughs) oh my gosh when they were just revealing that like she was sick and she had all this pressure and she knew she wasn't going to be there for her son so she's trying to set him up for a life because she won't be able to do that after she's gone and oh that powerful moment when he's a little kid and he just says I just want you to die already. Yeah. Deep cuts in this show. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Especially because he was just a little baby boy when he said that. (laughs) Yeah. Granted, she did just slap him across the face. Uh, And beat the crap out of him with her cane. Yeah. The Boston. (laughs) I thought she was Italian for a second (laughs) once I saw that scene. But, oh my gosh, the lows are only matched by the highs in this show too. The fun, fun flashbacks you've got Subaki, who is that classic middle school girl who knows absolutely nothing about what she wants <laughs> she is a psychopath but she is beyond the best girl best friend for our main character in the show yeah there's nothing worse in an anime that i absolutely hate one of them are love triangles mm-hmm. which the show has the Does other it, though it it do. It do, but it, not until the episode at, at the, the end. last episode do you understand that it was actually a love triangle. That's true. I'm just saying in anime in general. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Love triangles and when people don't know what they want and can't confess their feelings to someone. Mm. This show had both. And yeah. I was dying. <laughs> no. You know what though? It did, but at least this anime had the balls to like she did say that. She gave him clues right to his face, especially that one rainy day, rainy day or whatever. Yeah. She basically told him, I'm your only choice because she was hinting that Watari and Karori really liked each other and they're a thing. And she told him, I'm your only choice. And he, (laughs) you (laughs) thought that he got it with the expression he had on his face after she kicked him in the shins and ran away and then you see in the next scene he's like replaying that and he had no idea what she meant see but that's just it and i've I've explained it multiple times that that's boys you you can kick us in the shin and we'll still we don't know what the heck we've done it's hard to be this dumb okay (laughs) (laughs) but uh no yeah i mean my one gripe with this show is it does get a little dramatic in some spots. Like when she and him are walking down at the beach and he mentions that he's going to go away to school Mm -hmm. and they just cut to like 30 seconds of her running and crying. It's like, okay, listen, you didn't even understand that you liked him until two weeks ago. You (laughs) middle schooler. Chillax. Actually the real MVP of the show is her best friend. Oh my gosh. And I can't remember her name, but Not yeah. Like NAO now or something. But oh, yeah. she she kept telling her, would you like confess your feelings or something? Because you say you don't like him, but you do. Like we need to get over this. Yeah, we need more people <laughs> like her. I'll tell you, the antagonist of this show, for me, the biggest antagonist was whoever in on God's green earth <laughs> cuts Emmy's hair. Her bangs <laughs> are thrashed. And don't get me wrong, they suit her. She's a little bit of a wild card as far as the three main pianists go. But every time she's on, on screen, I'm like, what happened to you? What happened to you? Tell me. <laughs> Talk to me. I'm here. That, that's the thing where she's in middle school. So she was being rebellious and cut her own bangs that day. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. And I'm sorry, and I, you're going to act like I wasn't listening to you, but did you mention who the voice actress for her was? I did not. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's her again. It's Elf Girl Ryu from... Oh, for real? From... Oh, uh, I didn't notice that. Dungeon, as mm-hmm. well as... Who else did she do? She did... I'm blanking I here. had it in... Oh, um, Jabami Yumiko. So, yes. Oh, there we go. The chick with the messed up bangs is also Jabami Yumiko. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, naturally, I think a lot of this show is just in the fine details of getting to know the character. I think that's why it's such a pleasant thing to watch. By the end of it, anyone who had a decent amount of screen time got explained and you got a backstory and you actually care about every single little person. Did we see that with Watari? I know with Subaki, we did kind of see how growing up next to Kose, hearing the piano all the time and knowing he couldn't play a lot, you kind of see their friendship and... Well, Oriota Watari is the classic soccer jock um, and douchebag not, not saying that we don't need to know his backstory but i think we've all met him in middle school no he's he seems like a genuinely good dude he does actually care about kosei although not enough like that is middle school to the t this guy at, at certain points in the show uh ryuta or uh watari he says to kosei he's like hey man uh kaori likes you i would think and frankly i'm not a good match for her you're probably the better match and yet this dude still doesn't give up on going to see her every day granted she's a cutie patootie even after kosei says that he likes her mm-hmm. but that's just the kind of person that ryuta is he he likes girls i mean heck even uh, <laughs> hiroko the chick who ends up kind of taking kosei under uh her wing mm-hmm. with the adorable little girl. He even saw her and was like, hey, now it's like, dude, you're in middle school. Let's take it easy <laughs> with the hormones. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, another glow up that happened in this show. I know I'm all over the place, but it's Valentine's Day and I don't even know what's going on right now. But I will tell you, looking at the thumbnail for episode 19 of this show, one of the biggest glow ups here is, in fact, uh, Takashi's hair. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> He goes from just this young blonde kid with a lot of drive and a lot of passion, and he puts that passion into his damn hair. He's S- using a vacuum to get those spikes so high. He's Super Saiyan too. <laughs> this guy's Gohan about to defeat Cell. <laughs> I don't know what. It, naturally, at the end of the day, it just mirrors his hard work and dedication towards piano. He does have a very sweet moment in one of the episodes where... Kose, I think it's one of the first times they're competing again after Kose has taken the break and he compliments him after his performance. And then Takeshi gets all like goofy and embarrassed, kind of mm-hmm. like, ooh, like because <laughs> his idol is finally recognizing him. And yeah, uh, which was his goal all along was to be one of the top people where Kose would finally give him the recognition that he felt he deserved but that was a cute part well and that whole episode was kind of a flip-flop because it goes into it and you notice because they'd kind of given this background of emmy and takashi being kind of hot like fire competition against uh kosei here like flame all they see is red when they see him they're like oh that's it i need to be better than him i'm thinking that these two are going to gang up on him he's getting back into the scene we're proud of him Kaori's made him uh just kind of forced him into doing it which is good and she was a very uh influential character in the show if i do say so myself (laughs) and in that one episode of kind of seeing them as adults and going oh no here comes the bully session it's going to be another trial for him but he's just himself he's genuine and just talking to them they're instantly sweet and you can tell that they're going to be great friends what a good show i also love the part kind of weaving in some memorable moments when he shares his egg sandwich with both of them. Oh, yeah. And he just like start. It's one of those moments where I mentioned before, it kind of goes into those cutesy moments in the middle of <laughs> seriousness. And he's like, oh, you know, the way the egg is, it's not really dry. And the mayo is just perfect. And he's just like <laughs> rambling on. And <laughs> yeah, he gives the spiel once to Emmy. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. 
And they do the same joke again when Takashi <laughs> comes up. The pacing of even the jokes in this was my kind of thing. Is, is, is this show for everyone? Probably. Yeah, it's probably for a good portion of people out there. I think it's a, a swell show. It's for everyone to know. But this comedy hits. I mean, it is Boy, number fit. 22 on popularity. Oh, is it? On my anime list. No kidding. Well, so, then it's got to be pretty darn good. And it's got an 8.74. That's pretty high. I usually don't see a lot of anime rank or breaking past seven point, you know, something. I usually don't see a lot of shows ranking in the eights. Yeah. And I, I do think that a lot of people can relate to at least one or two things. If not like the actual events going on, which of course, who here is a pianist who's one of the best and then, you know, all this stuff. It's very hard to relate in a event to event basis here, but the emotions or whatever's going on in just that middle school life. Oh, I was having straight flashbacks and just, yeah. I mean, it's such a relatable show. It has everything going for it, I think. Mm -hmm. So of course, why not be 22? Oh yeah. There's a reason why I think every anime podcast has talked about this show and now we are one of them <laughs> we are now another podcast so i mentioned a couple of my favorite episodes okay or moments i guess you could do or uh, you could do either so what are some of your favorite moments hey thanks for letting me do this i'd have to say <laughs> well one i think the initial meeting uh, of kose and kaori you can already tell that like she's exactly what he needs in his life. This is a kid who's in an indefinite slump who after his mom's death just went absolute pianist comatose here. The underwater, the use of the underwater and stuff with the piano oh. is super cool. Can I, can I do a sidebar really quick? So hold on a second. Here now. Hold on. Give me one second here because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Did you not just give me permission? Yes. To speak yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Go and ahead. You're revoking it. <laughs> no. Yes. No. No yes to you. Go ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> I just don't want to forget because that always happens. Mm -hmm. The, and you'll probably have a more scientific term for it, but <laughs> the, the sounds, the application of realistic sounds in the show when he's underwater and he's tapping the keys is the, they must have put a microphone against a electric piano to get the exact that is the perfect sound that a key makes when there's no music playing well and this is certainly exactly as you're saying this is a testament to good sound design is there we key. go and the type of work you're talking about um, getting sound and putting it in for animation things like that that's called foley work it's also done mm. in film too so i mean sometimes in a scene, you don't want a loud clashing door. It might get in the way of people's lines that are performing. So you'll have a quiet door and someone later has a recording of that door and times it. Hmm. So a Foley artist is just person crafting sound for the mundane, whether it be the squeak of a shoe that wasn't there or oh. Disney had an incredible mini documentary about the tools that they made to make like rain sound and thunder and stuff like that. And they actually, I think, still have them in storage. Some of them still existing. But I remember vividly in the school that we both attended, there was a class where uh, my teacher handed a clip from Wally. And it's when Wally first goes into his little ship and he puts his thing back and he's watching oh. TV or whatever. The teacher basically took the audio out, rendered it out, gave it to all of us and says, all right, here, everyone go to the cage, rent a recorder and go out and I want you guys to put sound to this. Don't use anything. You have to find it. That's a cute assignment for oh, school. It was absolutely. I'm sure it was really hard too. Well, yeah, but it was a blast. So mm -hmm. like him rolling, I just went over to the pencil sharpener and I just wheeled the pencil sharpener. And now there's oh. Wally doing that. I went and <laughs> closed the door. I would drop certain things into a garbage. Like it actually got the creativity flowing. Very cool. Yeah. But excellently done in this show oh yeah and thank you for the absolute invitation into that sidebar and i can just show how smart you are with all of the oh, technical let's stuff let's not talk smart let's just happy talk. valentine's day oh, <laughs> that was my present <laughs> i was internally getting so angry i hadn't gotten one from you <laughs> um uh for the listeners here that was a joke <laughs> that's my sense of humor with my wife thank 
you. <laughs> what was I talking about in the show? Your memorable moment, which I unfortunately, and you were talking about being underwater and oh, then okay, that's perfect. where I brought up the keys. Um, perfect. Well, that's gone now. So <laughs> <laughs> really? No, okay. I, I don't know. The whole show is a good moment, but I mean, to, to pick certain ones, my favorite episode, and I had mentioned it earlier, the ending certainly was very sad for me. When our main character, Kauri, when she does in fact pass, that was such an abrupt thing that it was sad, but it didn't like, it wasn't uh, kind of getting me to the crying stage of thing. But what did is when he read that letter. Oh, yeah. When she is talking about I was there and actually this whole thing was a plot. I didn't actually like him. I've always liked you. I wanted to know you. And you remember from the first scene where Emmy is crying, watching him play, she was right there. And everything is connected. It was just a flood. I, I'm not saying it's because, oh, I'm a, I'm a guy. I don't want to cry. But I, I mean, I certainly always try not <laughs> when I'm watching <laughs> stuff. And I will tell you what, my tear ducts were absolutely exhausted at the last <laughs> episode. It was like someone was just <laughs> punching the door and I was just sitting behind it with my head getting bopped every five seconds. The last episode, just utterly love it Mm -hmm. because it's just a flood of all these emotions that you wanted that you weren't getting and of course that's going to be on everyone's top list but i think that for some reason i think it was harder to hold back tears and i actually kind of felt myself welling up during his goodbye to his mom performance Mm. and i wasn't it wasn't necessarily in the eh, maybe it was kind of in the middle of the show Eh, maybe last three third quarter it was yeah mm -hmm. And just one, you get the main character breaking through and getting to it. Two, you get kind of this turnaround. Of course, she's not forgiven because you never hit a kid like a psychopath. But she, you see the realism and how scared she was that she would be gone and she's leaving her son because apparently the father's not around. And I could only imagine being in the shoes of someone who's going to die, has a kid, is going to be leaving them behind. And you want them set for life because you're not going to be there for them. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That episode was, oh, I couldn't. Yeah. And doesn't he, during that particular song he was playing, mm-hmm. he did for a bit kind of lose himself. Oh, he was very angry again. Yeah. And so that was a great episode where he lost himself, wasn't playing very well, and then was able to finally overcome those emotions and be the person that all of our characters, especially our two Mm -hmm. uh, rivals he basically has for all of these performances, see the person and the musician that they've always looked up to. Mm -hmm. And we always hear from Emmy how she sees these things as he's playing these emotions he's putting out. And then she's kind of getting, she's like getting off on it, but in a good way, like this is the person that I idolized Mm -hmm. and why I wanted to play piano. And he finally was able to resurrect that again. Yeah. Especially considering one, he was then, he was playing the song that his mom always played. Oh, they just stacked. They, they, they stacked that episode against the viewer. That was the first (laughs) full-on assault against your your emotions (laughs) and yeah i think that was my mvp was that episode because one our main character was still alive (laughs) and then just two yeah it's and that's a lot to ask from a middle schooler Mm -hmm. to have that much development i'm watching that like geez if i not (laughs) if i not figured my life out like what is going on here yeah you look at yourself like what am i doing these 2d characters are playing these crazy complex you know yeah this is a this is a show that i'm gonna definitely go back to i think and when we decide to have our own little uh little babies going around i think is a very humbling show especially if you're looking at it from a parent thing if not to pressure kids too much because this poor, you know, you got Kose who's like, hey, if it'll make you feel, he in his little head is thinking <laughs> that by playing good and winning competitions that his mom will feel better. And that's such mm-hmm. a kid thing to do is like, oh, if I play good, then she won't have to go to the hospital anymore. It's all just too, uh, it's all too visceral and too sweet. I can't really describe the show except for just like, yeah, mm-hmm. 
pure just it's it's emotion driven and not saying you're a robot if you don't like it but there's something there's (laughs) there's definitely something to the show it should get you i know i was i had mentioned the show to one of my buddies and he was not to throw one of the bus here he's watching it at work where can i get one of those jobs (laughs) and uh he's watching it at work and he texts me he's like dude I didn't think I was going to be crying. (laughs) And at that point I hadn't watched it. I'm like, Oh boy, that's another person saying that. I think I'm in for a treat here. Oh man. I thought I was actually hearing the comments about this show and how much of a cry fest it is and emotional. I honestly thought I was going to be crying more and be more emotional throughout the show. I didn't have the same experience as you did with his goodbye song or his goodbye performance to his mom. I really was only emotional and cried at the literal end when you see With the note, yeah. The picture. Oh, the, the picture. Like did I was get you. I was kind of feeling it. And then I think when the part where you see her go to her parents when she's little and say I don't want to play the piano anymore. I want to be a violinist cuz I want Kosei to be my accompani- a- accompaniment. Yeah. That could be wrong, but yeah, to, yeah. to accompany her mm-hmm. on stage, yes. And then the final with the picture. When I saw the picture, I was done. That was <laughs> it. I couldn't. That was the key for the lock right there. Yep. And in the OVA, that was a sweet little moment too. Again, nothing new happened in the OVA, but it showed the moment where he's walking past and that picture's taken. Mm-hmm. That poor character that uh, Kauri takes a picture with, they blur her out when you see the picture. And on top of that, you never see her face even in the OVA. She's just, uh, she's just a, a, a remnant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we've got so many MVPs and everyone caring for one another. This is one of those shows that makes me, there's good and bad of growing up in a small town and knowing everyone. But this is one of those shows where I'm like, my gosh, I wish I was in a small town when I grew up and I knew everyone and I could be there for school. You could go like where I went. And I believe it was probably the same for your school. There's so many kids now, but you can fly under the radar pretty easy now at school. If you got a class of 300. Yeah. Is that a good thing for some people? Yeah. And I don't think I flew under the radar by any any means, but I wasn't. I wanted I I was friends with most people didn't matter what group I just enjoyed talking to people but I feel like I never got to actually know fully a lot of the people at school Mm. which if that's tough though Mm -hmm. because you look back at school and in your head you're like friends are the most important thing right now in the world I need all these friends and then you realize especially going into college that's your first taste of oh wait we're (laughs) wow I really don't talk to them Mm-hmm. And then college after college hits and then you become an adult and you realize, <laughs> wow, I don't keep in contact with anyone. Mm-hmm. I feel very lucky. I do have two people that I am in a consistent. What am I? What, correspondence. Yes. I'm in consistent correspondence with two people that I've known since I was five years old, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's rare or not, but it feels phenomenal. I can always count. Uh, on them because I mean I grew up with them but it's insane especially to put it in the frame of because I'm 30 years old I have only existed on this planet five years without knowing these two people (laughs) and that's pretty fun I mean there's more that I could easily strike up conversation with but those two I consistently talk to and I think that's nice Mm -hmm. something that you can call back to and say, oh, do you remember this? And that person can share those experiences with you oh, that yeah. you shared. Well, and especially with Charlie, I mean, he he has a very good memory. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also two sides to the same coin here. I mean, it's also a bad thing. There's a lot of, I mean, growing up is embarrassment. You will be embarrassed <laughs> thoroughly as a kid. And Charlie certainly saw me at some of my most embarrassing times. <laughs> But uh, what a tangent. Hey, it was a good one. Eh, not as good as Takashi's hair. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. And I love, 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 by the way. 
not a moment or anything that, but when you find out that Subaki and Kosei are legitimately such close neighbors that she sits in her room and listens to him play piano, we could only get so lucky to have a neighbor like that. Imagine, that would be sick. Imagine someone in the neighborhood has their window open and they're always beautifully playing piano. Oh, it makes this show made me want to go get. I have a very nice piano, the digital one, but the, it's got weighted keys over at mom's house. Boy, howdy, do I want to go get that? But I don't have a moment to do anything in general. <laughs> so when the heck am I going to do that? But maybe that's what gets me up at five in the morning. And maybe that's what I do to get you up by playing so bad that you get up to get up and turn. I will be an annoying alarm clock. You turn the piano off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm contemplating if I should say what, what I wanted to say, but I don't know if I'd feel too bad. Go ahead. I enjoyed this show. I wouldn't say I loved this show, though. Oh, and that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> Oh, Excuse yeah. Me? Is that why your throat's going all crazy? Yeah, I'm like really nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're nervous. What, what could possibly happen by saying no. you didn't love it? That's fine. Because, yeah, I just, it was a great show and I would recommend anyone to watch it. I don't regret obviously watching a anime that is ranked number 22 on my anime list. You put too much, you put too much on that. Who cares? Ranking is but a number. Of the collective it's, mind. It's whatever it is for it's you. It's groupthink. <laughs> it's groupthink. It's hive mind. It is, you know. Yeah. Eh, it's useless. Where would you put it in your top number? Is it top 100? You can do whatever you sure. want. Sure. I haven't watched 100 anime. Okay, so it would... it's certainly in the top 100. <laughs> uh, I don't think we've watched 100 anime yet, but I don't know. I just, I feel like this was a situation. Mm-hmm. Where it was overhyped. So many people, and not not obviously friends, because we only have a couple who have watched it. But from hearing about this show, knowing that I need to watch it, how good it is, blah, 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 cried fest, whatever. Yeah. I feel like it delivered in the end, but not to the level that I was expecting. And I think I was wanting more from the show. Mm-hmm. So when the show ended, I liked that we binged it because it was only 22 episodes. Of course. I was kind of happy it was over so we could move on to something else. Uh, it, it was a hard feeling when I was watching the show. I've, and that's where I get nervous how we overhype our classic like three shows. Yu Yu Hakusho, Hunter Hunter, and what name you, any other show that we like. That we talk about all the you time. You said top three and you can only name two. Well, because I think we talk about Attack on Titan a lot. Well, I, that, listen. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and now you've actually offended me. Brotherhood. Uh, you, you, oh, Brotherhood is, I think, in the three for me. Yeah. yeah. I was so, actually going to say Brotherhood, but we haven't talked about that. We talk about it independently oh of the show gosh. a lot, but it's I don't think so we've talked good. about it. That's the problem with that show. It is very good. I think you can overhype anything, but. Uh, those three shows that you've just named deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had shows that I never blame if someone's not going to like something. You can't win them all. That's the reason that there's such a plethora of different types of anime. Mm-hmm. We haven't tried watching the sports stuff, but people are in love with that. I don't think I'm going to be in love with sports anime, but I'm certainly ready to watch. I some. mean, you're in love with Kaijo. Okay, now uh, that is a true <laughs> statement. And frankly, that sport um, <laughs> has yet to see a growth um outside of that anime <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one i don't think anyone else has wolf tight grip with their butt cheeks <laughs> what a good show that is fun i have got to do an episode on that <laughs> you can have the boys on with for a that special one. move at the end there spoiler alert in kaijo a show where the sport is to use your boobs or your butt to knock your competitor off of the uh ring into the water mm-hmm they use one of the sickest moves I've ever seen in an anime near the end. Attack on Titan. Is that really what it's called? Yeah, it was so funny because she's using it and she's coming down to hit with her butt. And it cuts to a scene where it's basically her butt is where the, the Colossus Titan would be. You see the wall and it just puts on screen, butt tack on Titan. That is, I didn't watch. I only watched a couple episodes with You're you. You're missing and out. I didn't see that part. That's, that's a funny. Low key, that's a low-key, etchy, phenomenal show. <laughs> I, I, 
I like the one where is it her butt vibrates or whatever? Yeah. And that causes some super speed, some, some interesting. Moments. Oh, no, okay. No, that's a different, that's, that's a little too etchy to even talk about. And anywho, no, I, I certainly get what you're talking about with this show. I don't think it was overhyped for me. I also don't go into a show, even if it's, this is the greatest show in the world. I never will go into a show going, well, then mm. I'm going to be in love with it. I think this has its place. In my heart of hearts here, but at the same time, as far as emotional level, while this did strike a chord with me and I was kind of welling up, I would still, and this is, this is me personally, I don't, I don't know your guys' sadness level and all that stuff, <laughs> but the end of Iron Giant, when he says, oh. you stay, I go, that <laughs> hits, okay? I would put... That's still above this set. <laughs> I love the Iron Giant so much. That's still sadder than this show, but this was a very sad show. It did exactly what it needed. It had me very much thinking in my own head, which is what you want art to do. And I've connected to it on a personal level. Is it in my top 20? Probably not. But there's nothing wrong with that. There's so many. There's so much anime. How the heck? What do you want from it? You know? Mm hmm. To stem off what you said, I think this show, crying wise, mm -hmm. would actually be at the bottom of of my list. All right. Danielle. I would say that Kamugi and Meruem's final scene in Hunter Hunter is my number one. I'm crying every single time. It doesn't matter if next time we watch it will be number fourth watch through. I will still cry my eyes out. That part, that moment. I think that's number one on my list. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you there. It was certainly a little bit more sad for me personally than this show. I think this one's a more real sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this hits in a different type of emotional level. That one from Hunter Hunter, which mind you, it is a tall order to have someone watch that show. We understand it. But if you've stuck around and you've listened to this podcast and you've heard us mention it and you said, oh, I'll I'll get to it eventually. Just remember, we were that person as well saying, I'll get to it eventually. Just do yourself the favor. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and just watch it. Because one, you're not going to be disappointed. And two, if you're disappointed, then well. And then you can be in on all the memes and the info. And, and it's eventually going to, in my dreams, pick back up again. We're going to get another <laughs> part portion of the show. How many episodes is that, by the way? 148. Man. Yeah, that's certainly a tall order to have someone watch. You can but crush it. It's, I mean, you can do it. And listen, not, if you're out there and you haven't watched Hunter Hunter, but you're keeping pace with One Piece, you have some issues. True. And if you were on that Naruto action and you're <laughs> like, oh, I can sit through all this filler. Well, Hunter Hunter, it's not that much filler. I got to say. No, it's as far pretty as good 140 pacing. episodes, you get a decent amount. There is some filler, of course, but it's just, it's a joy. Mm hmm. Well, look at that. So, I mean, you're lying, April. Would you would you rewatch this one at any point or no? Sure. I think there's things I could pick up on that I probably missed the first time through. I would watch again. I got plenty on my watch list, so it won't be anytime soon. Oh, absolutely. I think this is one certainly that I would probably love to hunt the soundtrack down mm -hmm. and listen to that because I this has got me in and granted things come and go as far as phases for me, but. I'm ready to listen to some piano again. I got a a, a, a dusty playlist on <laughs> Spotify just for piano, and I think that that bad boy is about to get played again soon. Yeah. Any what else you got for the show? Anything else? Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the kid sister who ends up going rogue and wants to be taught by Kosei's now sensei. Oh, Her Nagi. name is yeah Nagi, and when she has the vision of slamming. The, uh, the key, the cover, the cover on his fingers. I was seeing red. I was like, you better not you mother. Oh, I certainly did not like her from moment one, but that's something that these writers did very well. And I mean, if you can turn around how you view a certain character's mother after all she did, of course, it was easy mode to make Nagi seem mm -hmm. kind of bearable. And by the end of it, yes, no, everyone's in love with her, too. She brings a different side out of uh, 
Takashi and honestly just seeing the relationship between brother and sister and how much him having a, a hero affected even her. And it makes you feel for just the sibling dynamic and how, yes, younger siblings can probably, I am the younger sibling and I know I probably definitely annoyed my sister, but while a younger sibling can be very, very annoying, just remember that they idolize their older siblings. Well, sometimes they don't. This isn't a foolproof thing, but mm-hmm. humans are complex and it's, it's quite bothersome. Yeah. But this show certainly uh, got to the core of it, showed a lot of things that, as I already mentioned, got me thinking and whew, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. And that's all I got to say about it. Yeah. You can't really go too in depth the show. You got to just experience it. And if you don't feel like experiencing it, then don't. <laughs> that's the beauty about freedom. And speaking of freedom, we're happy that you chose your precious time to listen to this podcast if you can do your friends tom and danielle here a favor if someone else likes anime maybe they build gundams maybe they like drawing maybe they just need something to listen to in the background like our friend who plays our podcast to their new puppy do us the solid and go ahead and just spread the word of the podcast are you following us on instagram we're trying to bug you every episode talking about instagram but you know what they're following <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, My Married to We Pod. We are going to eventually get our actual website up and running. And on that website, we will have a link to the Discord. We're trying to create a little bit of a community and be able to talk anime and share art and do all that stuff. Discord's, I mean, everyone uses that now at this point. So uh, at some point, the Instagram, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll probably let it be known when we have our website on the Instagram. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and also, if oh. you, whatever platform you're listening to our podcast on, Leave us a review. Even You're if you listening. hate us, for heaven's sake. Yeah, let us know you don't like us. But <laughs> five-star reviews would be great. If you want to give a four, that's fine too. But reviews are great. So other listeners possibly looking for a podcast can look at all the great things you comment on about us or maybe don't like that we need to change. But hopefully, <laughs> hey, it hasn't even been a year yet. And we're already 42 episodes deep. So full steam ahead. And look at that. It took us 42 episodes to get to the point where we are plugging away. And we've kind of dibble dabbled, but anywho, I'm out of here. I'm a, we're huge fans of you guys. And my gosh, if you made it to this point, I think you're actually a decent fan of ours. <laughs> Danielle, go ahead and say goodbye to the people. Bye, guys. <laughs>